Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Social Capital Podcast. I'm Dr. Theo, and we're going to be playing a clip from one of our behind-the-scenes conversations where Dr. Jackie and I were talking about the difference between the generalist positions in the workplace and the specialist positions in the workplace. I had my thoughts, and Dr. Jackie, you sure did have yours. Sure did. So tune in and figure out what your position on the things are, and we'll see you on the next episode. think that a lot of people are generalists at the beginning of their careers when they're just generally able to follow instructions and generally able to look at like what an organization has going and either work within it or even go above and beyond and improve it right so like a lot of people can do that um well not a lot but there are people that can do that. And then when they start looking for jobs, they're like, where do I fit, right? Within the, the people, like within the different specializations, like how do I make my next move? Like a lot of people get stuck because they don't realize that they're generalists and the power in that, right? Because if you have ever spent time being a generalist, once you specialize, that those skills don't go away, as opposed to someone who was always a specialist. Does that make sense? I think I'm more the other other side of the coin where I'm like, people people spend so much time looking at titles of things and trying to fit versus here, here's my skills and how, how does this fit your organization? Because to me, at, at this point, you, you, you don't know that when you start your career. Like, you you can't, you don't have the understanding to, to shape people's thought process around what you bring to the table. So, like, right now, I can go into any interview and be like, I'm good at communication. I'm, uh, I'm good at thinking big, big picture, providing uh, group management, all these things, right? And I'll just make it apply to your organization. I don't need to know. Uh, exactly what you know some of your specialists quote unquote are doing like your coders or whatever but when you know when I come to the table I'm just using my skill set to manage all those processes because the thing is is like when you start your career you start you know doing this one thing over and over and then your your viewpoint becomes expanded and higher once you continue your job right like like the more pe- the more people you meet, the the, um, the more you understand people's flow of like how things operate, and then you'll you'll see like how things are connected. But you you just don't have that at the beginning. That's why people are general, right? But that's like a scary place to be, right? Like when like you don't know what your career path is gonna be. I hear so many people tell me like, I don't know what I want to do. So I haven't done nothing. Like I had a cousin that's been saying that for years and I'm just like, girl, pick something. You, you got it. I know you good at some stuff. You've been working these different jobs, right? One of my mentors always say like a confused mind does nothing right. When you're, when you're confused and you don't know 
exactly which way you're doing. You're like, I'm just going to sit here and like see what happens next, right? But the the whole, the, the name of the game, right, in terms of like work experience is to keep keep doing different things, right? If like, for me, if I keep doing the same job over and over, I'm going to get bored, right? So, you know, before I get bored, I'm like, well, let me look to my left and see what this department is doing, right? Can my skills go over there, right? Can I, if I look to my right, I look to see what that department is doing, can my skills go over there? And, and you have to be open to getting those new experiences because you just have to know what you like and don't like so that you can make a choice of what you want to do moving forward. And I don't think enough people do that, that reflective process in order to, to make those choices, right? So that's why uh, you can stay a generalist for a long ass time. And that's like, that's actually a career field. Like there are jobs where you need generalists who have been moving up and up, like, and maybe they specialized over here and then went over there and specialized over there for a while. But that's what I see when I start to see people who are really high up in like a student affairs division, right? So they've done, like they specialized in like, conduct and crisis management for a few years and then they specialized in like lead like helping with the legal stuff for a few years and then they specialized in student activities for a few years like they went and did those jobs but they also held other specialist positions like i would say res life is like if you're an rd that's a very i'm sorry they held other generalist positions. So I would say like a resident director is a generalist position. Um, and a lot of those housing positions are generalist because you get everything in there, right? So then they move up and they're like, I'm ready to be the chief of staff, right? I'm ready to be uh, the vice chancellor, the vice president of the university for student affairs because I have done all these things and I never specialized and stayed in my in that one little area does that make sense like so there's like there's generalists like when you first start your career and then sometimes they go off and specialize but when you they specialize and they stay there for the rest of their careers but when and there's not really a whole lot of like mid-level generalists positions so it like you said confused mind like what do you even do because it, it also doesn't kind of exist then there's generalists at the top. I don't know if it's like that for other fields, but it's definitely like that for student affairs. The thing, the thing that I'm hearing, right, is that like your, your higher level folks that are in, you know, leadership positions, they understand how the organization works, right? They, they need to understand that if I, if I hit domino A, Domino B is gonna is gonna fall down. That's gonna affect Domino C, right? So they understand the process and they have specific knowledge about A and B and C so that they can make things work, right? So I think that that that's where it becomes general, right? Where where you understand how things work, but you don't necessarily have to do the work anymore, right? That's that's. Mm -hmm. That's just management, right? Like, if I need to get in there and do it, like I can do it, but like that's not my job anymore. My job is to is to help people, you know, as they're in in those spaces to do that portion of the work well. So I think, but I think that that's 
different than like a jack of all trades. Like just because you were in, uh, you know, the res ed department doesn't mean that you'll also do well when you go to uh, the wellness department. Like there are specific skills that you need to learn there, right? Which is what you're saying. So the the idea is that you have to identify the skills that you can transfer from place to place and then also know what the new skills are that you want to pick up. And then when you have those things, that's when you move up in the ranks where you're like, I have these general skills, I have these specific skills. Now I can tell other people how to do how to do those things well. I mean, I agree, but I think we're saying the same thing because I'm saying specifically for my field, there's generalist positions at the entry level. And I'll say that with air quotes because those a lot of those res life positions are really mid-level, but they hire entry level people to do them. So there's generalist positions at the entry level and there's generalist positions at the top, but there's only specialist positions in between. So what you're saying is like, the process that these entry-level generalists have to do to get to those management generalist positions, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what I am saying. Like you said, a confused mind does nothing. People get stuck and maybe it's stressful to be there. I've been there. Like the only way to get stuck is if you stop moving, right? Like, Like you have to... Like you have to keep the momentum, right? It's it's really it's hard to to get momentum again. Like once you stop and and like look around, right? Sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, well, "What am I doing?" But the the name of the game is to keep testing the waters. Like it's it's one of the reasons why you know when I'm working with students and they're, and they're worried about you know getting an internship or something like that. Like the internship does two things. It tells you if you like it, it tells you if you don't like that thing. If you don't like that thing, that's great. Now, now you know that you need to pivot and, and change directions, right? If you like it, if that means that's great. Like you can you can keep going in that same direction. But I think that a lot of people are afraid to, to do something if they think that they might not like it, right? But like you, you need to have those experiences in order to to pivot and move and change. So, like I think that the the fear, like the fear of like the unknown or the fear of not liking or you know, especially as an adult in in job situations, is like, can I risk you know not liking this job because X Y Z I got responsibilities yada yada yada, right? Like all those things are real, like concerns that people have, right? They, you know, if they get a job, you know, what does it look like if I quit in, in six weeks because I didn't like it or whatever, right? I agree with all of that. I also think it's that people don't know what they need to know to get to those higher positions, right? So they'll see those like generalist managers at the top and think, well, all they do is this and this and this. But in reality, they know risk management, they know like compliance, they know all that like super boring stuff, right? They know how to rewrite uh, like bylaws and policies and 
how to make that and how that um, how those policies interact with other policies and other areas of the org and why you can't just change this thing here, even though it would make everything better for my little area. like they don't get it right so you like and yes, sometimes people are scared to go over here to get these skills because they might not like it, but I think there's also a lot of people that don't realize what all you need to know to really go up to a generalist management position and be successful. So I, I understand that, right? You don't you don't know what you don't know, right? right. But I also think that um, that's also part of that's that that's a management issue, right? So I, I I'll give an example. Um, you know, not too long ago, I had a crisis situation with a student. Right. And, you know, got a late night call, how to handle the situation. Um, and then the next day I, I called a team meeting and I shared with my staff the emergency situ situation and like what I did to, to uh, handle it. Right. And I think that that's part of uh, like the management and leadership team's responsibility is to, to kind of pull back the cover on how how things happen and why they happen, right? Like, you know, I, I specifically said, hey, you know, this was the situation. I'm calling this meeting so that you can understand my thought processes and how this situation was handled, right? And so that that way, you know, when they go off to their next job or they do another thing or they come across a similar situation, they have some, some point of reference onto what some of those possible you know, outcomes or, or, or uh, actions should be. I agree, but you also work in a different environment than I work in. So while I'm cool, like, I don't have any of these issues with the people I supervise. There are people in my organization whose direct reports attack them just for the sake of really, honestly, it has to just be for sport. Um, so while you can go in and say, hey, there was a situation and these are the compliance or risk management or best practices um, in the field type factors that I took into consideration to make the decisions, certain managers, if they do that, it doesn't matter what they say, their direct reports are going to go on the attack. So the less they know, the better, because who has time? to constantly be justifying every decision, whether the factor, the compliance factor that um, was taken into consideration to get the thing done was correct or the right factor or the social justice implications of the thing. Like you can't, all, you don't always have time. Sometimes you just wanna be transparent and tell people like, these are the things that went into this decision and now it's time to move forward with it. And yeah, like we can discuss it later, but this is the decision. The decision lies with me. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. But I also like, I don't spend time with everybody like that. Like, I'm not going to waste my breath on, on, on people that is, is, uh, has got joke time for me. Like, th those are the same people that, that, you know, aren't going to be managers or, or if they are, they're not going to be that successful, right? So I'm always on the lookout for the people like 
who's going to be worth my time? Who, who do I need to pull aside to give this information? Because I see that they're that they're taking the steps to get to those next levels, right? Like yeah. I, I'm I'm not spending time with the people that's that's confused and doing nothing because they they they're the ones usually complaining, right? And it's just like, well, you don't have time today anyway. I I, I just saw you on the computer looking at stuff that you wasn't supposed to look at, right? Like yeah. I I ain't got time. Just like you ain't got time. So I think that you know that's that's part of the the leadership growth too is like knowing who you're spending that time with. It might be, it might be on a one-on-one. It might be, you know, in a small group session or whatever. So I'm, I'm definitely not <laughs> doing this for every decision and every person because, because no, nah, right. Like you, you gotta, you gotta show me some proof positive before, you know, I take those steps. I'll, I'll look at, so we, we're looking at it right now as 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 mid levelish yeah. managers, right? So I wonder what senior managers thinking about mid level managers. Same thing, right? They don't know what they don't right. know. Like I'm I'm doing my best, and, you, and we up there like you not doing the things, right? So <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's who's gonna pull us aside. You know, right? If we're talking about, you know, staying motivated and rising together and creating a community, like who who's at our workplace at that higher level that we can ask those questions. Or pay attention to because you know somebody's being a good example. Because I definitely have that. There are people that they're not mentoring me, but I watch them closely because I know that they're effective in the job they have now. They're doing their best with what they got in this in the um, organization and they're spreading positivity while they do it, even though it's a lot of problems and they're not going to be there forever because they're superstars like. I want that and all I have to do is watch at this point. But I'm at a point where I know what I don't know. You're also at the point where like you have a good idea of like what you want your next steps to be so so you can so you can aim toward those things right like you can you can say i i want to i want to take this detour i don't want to take this detour right mm-hmm. i i want to participate in this committee i don't want to participate in this committee whereas you know previous iterations of dr jackie he was like they invited me to a committee right like <laughs> i'm gonna do it so so right. Um, so yeah, it's an ebb and flow. You're always going to have to fall back on some, on some go-to tools, right? Some go-to skills, um, some go-to ways of operating, some go-to quotes that you tell people that you work with, right? Like things that are going to help you get settled in a situation. And then, you know, after you look around, like then, then you become the specialist or the building person. So that's a wrap on this episode of the Black Social Capital Podcast. I uh, really thought that that was a really great conversation. Can't wait to talk to y'all. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember, the way we build social capital is to build self and build others. 
you're sure you got some notes on your tablet, computer, or even using a pen and paper. Leave us a review, continue the conversation on social media at Black Social Cap, and share the show with someone you know. Until the next episode, stay motivated and rise together. This is Black Social Capital.